Hello everyone, this is James Ferrer, and you friends are listening to Playlist, the podcast. Are you, are you coming to the tree? They strung up a man, they say who murdered three. Strange things did happen, stranger would it if we met at midnight in the hanging tree. Yes, you heard that right. That's The Hanging Tree by James Newton Howard, featuring, of course, the voice of Jennifer Lawrence from the movie The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. So we will not be talking about that song in particular, but we'll talk about the song that has been featured for this year's The Hunger Games movie, which is entitled The Hunger Games, The Ballad of... songbirds and snakes so i just saw the film earlier today and i love this particular series i've audiobooked or heard all the audiobooks of the hunger games series except for this one because this was just released 2020 but when i was in college when i when this series has actually been released I made sure that I get to read and hear um, the audiobook of the three-part series, basically. So they all turned that into a movie. Um, four movies in total because The Mockingjay has been cut off in two halves. So part one and part two. And um, yeah, I love this series. I love dystopian films in general. I love that. You know, um, it's really an exaggeration of like what we've had in the past, um, what the history of humankind is, and what war actually does to the community and to everybody who has been affected of it. So I love those. Um, I might have said exaggeration because I believe like some of the dystopian books out there are actually just... written or you know reflection of what has happened in the past especially during the world war one the world war two um so uh, and also like historically like how colonialization actually affected each nation so i mean part of that but some of which included including this particular series series the hunger games i mean there's Not much activity, I think, that, you know, played out for the imperial, you know, Panem, imperial capital. So, yeah, so this is particularly, like, a reflection of, like, how we did it in the past. So, but, you know, made into a more exciting one for everyone's entertainment and everyone's reflection, I hope. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very excited to talk to you about through the film on why I actually love it. So yeah, spoilers alert! So if you are not yet able to see the film yet, so please stop in this point because I might spoil you out on some of, you know, the plot points that I'd like to highlight on and also like talk about obviously my favorite girl, my favorite pop girl at the moment. Obviously, Olivia Rodrigo with her song, right? Because she's been, you know, everywhere. And now she actually has her voice on a film. 
And the song that she created and or wrote for the film, inspired by the film, as she said in an inter- interview, is called Can't Catch Me Now. So this is specifically for this film, The Hunger Games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. So if you get to see the film, it is obvious on why the title is like that. I mean, the ballad of the songbirds and snakes. And in this particular part, I mean, if you haven't seen it, When you hear the song Can't Catch Me Now, you won't actually get it from the trailer. And why why the sudden, you know, why it was written that way, why the lyrics was like that. Um, but yeah, so it's very exciting. But the main point of the whole film isn't really about like, or isn't a spoilage of this song. Um, but it actually is about heavily um, on the president of the capital or the Panem um, which is Coriolanus Corio Snow right remember if you've seen uh, the Hunger Games President Snow is actually the one who's responsible for the Hunger Games to keep the Panem at peace to for like for the people on each district to think or to see that you know You have to be disciplined, or you have to follow the imperial capital, right? So, in that alone, I mean, as someone from the Philippines, you know, putting, I mean, seeing seeing the film and how it actually is somewhat reflective of our nation, you'll be able to see that you know there is an imperial Manila. Okay, sorry. But I mean, there is an Imperial Manila, and then somehow, other districts, of course, they do have their local governments there. But somewhat, I think, the split of the wealth doesn't necessarily, you know, are being provided to each of the other districts, right? But I mean, it's more than that. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, um, it's somewhat same, but not exactly the same but you get my point right um and obviously i mean us from manila or like the manilenos and like any, any anyone from the metro wouldn't actually want to be compared to a citizen of panem or like a person from capital because they're just obnoxious and you know you get my point but it's it's more of like how the government was structured how You know there were instances in our history that could be reflected by the state of Panem, basically how you know how we we had it during the martial law that only like the president actually has to dictate whatever he wants, basically, and the power of military is being used across the nation. So that's actually how they do it in Panem, right? the power of the military on like abuse on things like that on corruption and things like you know like that why am i explaining myself but anyway we are here to talk about um the song can't catch me now and also why i love the film and i how i love besides it being dystopian how i love like origin stories um 
so yeah let's play some of the songs just for for us to breathe a little this blood on the side of the mountain is riding all over the wall shadows of us are still dancing in every room and every hall there's snow falling over the city you thought that it would wash away the bitter taste of my fury all right so uh, the lines go there's blood on the side of the mountain there's writing all over the wall shadows of us are still dancing in every room and every hall all right so it's the first one along with the next lines there's snow falling over the city you thought that it would wash away the bitter taste of my fury and all of the messes you made yeah you think that you got away so those lines actually if you see the feel film it all will make sense and it like especially like i just highlight the the line where she wrote there's no fallen over the city and as i've said this is the origin story of president's no right and there's a line there that he said because it's just the usage of like the names of the characters from the original film and also obviously the current film like there was one line from peter dinklage um so his character is cass high bottom casca high bottom so he's the dean of the academy where actually the uh, young president snow studies so he's like somewhat of like a wise person there and he knows actually like he can i think it's not necessarily seen in the film but i think being him wise he was able to like foresee how the future will be so there's a line there for that he said um uh i'd love to see the falling of snow or something like that because like um, when you watch the film, and I, I'm assuming that you've seen it because you're listening to me still, right? Um, you, you'll, you'll be able to see that since on the 10th Hunger Games, Snow was um, caught cheating on, uh, on, the, on the games by giving the poison to... The rat poison to... The character of Rachel Zegler, who's Lucy Gray, obviously. And also, there is part of on the film that, like, his handkerchief was placed into the, the pool of snakes, in which the tear of Lucy Gray is um, present, basically. So those are, like, cheating mechanisms that resulted for... Lucy Gray to win basically the Hunger Games because obviously he's just she's just a performer she can't really fight she has a pure heart things like that so going back to the discussion Peter Dinklage's character um, Dean Cass was basically saying that okay um, you'll fall snow I mean like ju- just like the snow falling like he's excited to see it and then 
by the time the movie ended, he basically said, um, going back to President Snow, or the young one, he said that um, the snow falls on the top always. So far, so it's like it's crazy. It's somewhat like Game of Thrones <laughs> um, lines. Like it's always the snow always fall on the top. So like eventually he'll he get there. So this is how you know he was built basically. Um, and then. Running through the chorus, let's go into the that. You made. Yeah, you think that you got away. But I'm in the trees, I'm in the breeze, my footsteps on the ground. You see my face in every place, but you can't catch me now. Through waiting grass, the months will pass, you'll feel it all around. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere, but you can't catch me now. No, you can't catch me now. So, the lines go, but I'm in the trees, I'm in the breeze, my footsteps on the ground. You'll see my face in every place, but you can't catch me now. Through waiting grass, the months will pass. You'll feel it all around. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. But you can't catch me now. No, you can't catch me now. So, in the film, so basically, um, how it started was that it's the first time that the Hunger Games players, um, how do they call them? I can't remember. But, I mean, the players, basically, like, that includes Lucy Gray, which is the racial, which is Rachel Zegler's character. It's her first time, or it's the first time for that year that the players will have mentors, like how you see it on the original films, basically. And the mentor that was assigned to Lucy Gray was Tom Blythe, which is President Snow. Tom Blythe is the the actor that plays Snow. So. They get to, you know, eventually they they won, obviously. Come on. <laughs> there, I mean, he, uh, Lucy Gray is the victor, right? Eventually. And then, first, again, as the story goes on, they actually fell in love with each other. But then, since Lucy Gray, as I've said, is someone who actually has a big heart and, you know, who's abused was trauma was actually high given that he just she just basically played the hunger games and like you know she doesn't really know who to trust but anyway um snow's character eventually led to her by going to district 12 when he needed to serve because he cheated right as i said and just crazy that they, they fall in love with each other and then at the end of the ta- day, because like there are uh, actual, you know, collisions because the friend of President Snow, best friend, tried to rebel with, you know, with the locals from District 12. And then there are commotions, basically. What happened was the daughters, the, the, the mayor's daughter got killed by Snow in an incident um, and things like that. So I think... 
Lucy Gray was still trying to lure Snow, and they actually head on to um a certain place near the lake. Um, and then that's actually where the reveal was. So it's actually where the where Oliver Rigo I think got the inspiration by saying, "I'm I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere." Because eventually, she left um the cabin. Is that cabin in the woods? Right. Yeah, the cabin where uh the the place is located. Base. I mean, where they went to when they wanted to elope. At some extent, um. But then it seems that Lucy Gray is not trusting of Snow anymore. I think she just knows that you know this person that I'm with. It's not someone that really would love me. He's just probably in love with himself more, and like the idea of me trying to save me, because like I guess given that his history with the war, um, he was a poor kid whose father was has been killed during the war. Um and yeah, losing his mother also. So I guess like I think the idea of snow. I mean I think whatever like Lucy Gray is running through her mind is that this person couldn't be trusted. So there's there's a reveal that okay, um, catch me or like I'll be going out looking for Katniss, like the flowers, not necessarily the Evergreen. But like the Katniss flowers and like he's so confused. But then and, and eventually, um, there's a scene there that he he was bitten by a snake, and then he got so crazy, got mad, and then tried to like just gun down everything. Cause there's a part of the movie where she sings again, Rachel Zegler's character. Um, and what she sang was the hanging tree. That's why in District 12, that's the lullaby that Katniss was singing as well. So that's actually the inspiration of it. And it's just so nice on how they tie everything up. Probably, like, probably because it's a book, obviously. It's a novel. So they have a lot of space to get inspirations from. I would have loved for it to like be a serious deal because I want to see more of Tom Blythe, he's quite a cutie. But also, I mean, Rachel Zegler, come on. Like, her voice is so good. And she's so charming. She's, like, super easy to watch on a big screen. And just to share, I watch it on a 4DX. So it's crazy because, like, your chair's moving. While, like, there's a lot of guns <laughs> heading towards you. Um, and then... Um, there are a lot of like scenes wherein it it looks cold, so like the air flows over. I mean, like goes over your your face, so it's it's kind of crazy. But it was super fun. Like I got a lot of like shocks, so there are a lot of like surprise surprises. But I mean, and obviously, like what can you expect about a Hunger Game? So it's really a crazy, crazy, crazy thing, and. Come on, Viola Davis is like, oh my gosh, this girl. I mean, she's a mother. She's forever a mother. She's so good. Being a villain, I mean, it's 
She's just, she just knows. She just is acting, and it's super crazy. And I'm just so inspired by, by her, and also by how this film was written. I got inspired into writing again. So I hope I get finish whatever I'm writing. But I also would love to like I, I manifested it here. I am gonna be directing. I have dystopian series that you know probably is located in the philippines a reflection of our history that is very cool with all the animation and it's i mean not animation but with the cgis with the technology with all the you know who's and haws and like the explosion the guns it's gonna be a beautiful film i'm sure and it's gonna be a it's gonna be like the hunger game <laughs> but yeah anyway enough of that but i'm very very excited for you guys to see it and i mean you guys saw it so i'm just excited to share it with you and i'm hoping you do have thoughts that you'd like to share back with me so if you do have those please don't forget to like our page our facebook page um so that's obviously playlist the podcast so just search it out all right I guess that's it for us for now. Thank you, Olivia Rodrigo, for having this great song that's been running through my mind besides the Are You, Are You, Coming to the Tree. But anyway, love you guys, and thanks for listening. Bye!